Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? You're listening to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast with myself, Brad Simcox, and Dave Barnett. Joining us this week is the American guy that we always turn to in a crisis. It's Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs, everyone. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Hello. Hello. Oh, you've been pol- polishing up on that British accent, then? I've been watching Netflix. It's terrible. <laughs> I get worse at your accent every time I watch television. Oh, man, I've been watching Luther on Netflix lately. Uh, you probably, so you probably get a bit of, uh, you know, London Cockney accent off that. So you might you might uh, sound like a bit more of a, a Cockney. A bit like Tom, really. Ah. Yeah. I'll have to do that. Cockney. Yeah, I, haven't, Luther, I haven't watched yeah. Luther yet. I'll get into that. Oh, you got to, man. I've just watched the first season. It's brilliant. Really good. But Dave's watched it all, so he's, he's chomping at the bit to try and give us some spoilers. Nah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, how's it going anyway, Ryan? You, you've, uh, I haven't spoken to you in ages. I know you were on what, was a couple of weeks ago when I was off. You're dodging right. him, Brad. Dodging. You're dodging him. And I don't like the competition. That's what it is. I just feel bad for your listeners when they expect to get you and they have to listen to me. So, you <laughs> do know. you know what? That's a terrible trade, that. <laughs> terrible trade. <laughs> I bet when they hear your voice, they're like, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> as long as I say things week. right, i got to remember Bonnet and all those other things you quizzed me on a couple times ago. <laughs> oh, no, I don't, have the, I don't have any of those games like Tom does. I, I don't put you on the spot like that. <laughs> I saw your video where you did, though. I liked it. Yeah? There's, there's actually a, there's a, flip, like a flip version of that where uh, instead of me doing the uh, American sayings and things like that, you can actually do a, there's a British one. And I've tried that as well, but I didn't obviously record it. But it might be something for you to do on your RGR, mate. RGR football. Right. Yeah, that'll be that'll be hideous. <laughs> Actually, if anybody's... Um, well, yeah, if you're not already following Ryan on YouTube, uh, he does a RGR football, which basically does all sorts of game plans and all that kind of thing before the games and stuff. It's really good, really in-depth stuff. Um, Why, thank you. It is, mate. I mean, you've even you've even totally blown out my subscriber count now as well, which I'm 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 okay with. I'm not at all jealous. But people like you better, so I'm just trying to keep up. <laughs> uh, it's clearly the concept. Brad's the one that everyone wants to talk to whenever we go anywhere. It's like <laughs> right, people throw just, things at me. It's like do you remember when we were in KC and me and me and you were just stood there, right, and just chatting away to each other and like right. people just dragging Brad left, right, and centre, like, let's talk to this guy. <laughs> there right. was actually a video of you two laughing behind me because I'm getting pulled around everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're not here to talk about me. <laughs> oh, you know you want <laughs> He hates it. it. Hates leave it. it leave you. it out. Leave it out. Come on. Come on, lads. Come on. Uh, um, are, you, are you all set for Christmas, lads? Are you all, are you all ready for no, Christmas? No, I've not done any Christmas shopping yet. <laughs> no Christmas shopping. I'm not, not surprised. I'm not surprised. I bought one thing, and I only have two people to shop for because my wife handles everything else. I just got to take care of my dad and my, my wife. And oh, terrible. I thought you were going to say, I've got one for the wife and one for the girlfriend or something like that. 
no, 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 no. I can't keep up that much. <laughs> I save everything because we always go to Kansas City for the holiday. Yeah, I always save everything till I get there, so I get plenty of you know local things. I'm not I'm not using Amazon or something silly like that. I'll, I'll buy a local in KC. Yeah, yeah. If you looked at my Amazon account, like every year. On like the twenty second or twenty third of December, it's literally like it's, it spikes, does it? It's just honestly insane. Yeah, keeping Amazon just, afloat in, just, in December. Just like no activity for like seven months, and then all of a sudden, like the week before Christmas, my Amazon goes insane. It just blows up. Dave Barnett's forgot again. Yeah. Hey, they even do gift wrapping for you as well. It's great. Oh, I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> score one for me. Oh my god. Yeah. So when you're giving it to the other half, it's like, oh, it's beautifully wrapped. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but hey, I did that for the secret. Me and my mates did a secret Santa a couple of weeks ago, and like, literally, it was Amazon gift wrapped, and everyone was like, "You wrapped this really well." And I was like, "Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did." <laughs> <laughs> oh, top tip from uh, from Dave Barnett there. Uh, if you haven't got your Christmas gifts, get it from Amazon and get it gift wrapped. And you don't, don't even have to deliver it yourself. No. <laughs> All sorted. That's All two sorted. bucks. I mean, two pounds you ever spent. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Saves me a lot of hassle. <laughs> Worth every penny. Yeah. Uh, right, guys. Uh, let's let's chat a bit of football, a bit of cheese football, shall we? Uh, we're now buried in the midst of the, the business end of the, the NFL season, and it's it's really it's really hot up now, isn't it? Bill Belichick likes to call it mid-season. Um, mid-season, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Post nap time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, you know, I was I was laughing at one of Bill Belichick's press conferences again. I think it was after the Dolphins game. Um, I never used to really like him the way he used to talk like that. He's just one word answers and and looking at the the reporters as this as if it was like the stupidest question in the world. But I was wetting myself laughing at the uh, the Dolphins one. Have you not seen it yet, Ryan? No. I mean, it's hilarious. Got to watch it. Um, but anyway, we're not talking about the Patriots. We don't care about them. Uh, so uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's really hot up, isn't it? Really, uh, Chiefs somehow lost to the Chargers um, to take it right down to the wire for the last two games. Uh, so let's talk about the, the situation we're in now. Mm. Chiefs. The Chiefs need to win their last two games to literally win out and get the number one seed, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter what anyone else does. Exactly. So we, it's it's in our hands, and we can do it. I believe we can do it. Uh, however, the Chargers also need to win their final two games and to keep pressure on us and make well try and ensure that we actually slip up somehow. Um, but their game coming up against the Ravens, I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park for them, especially with the defense that we saw against the Ravens last time we played them. Um, what are you thinking about that? Do you think do you think the the Chargers are going to win that game, or is it going to be one of those games that that's a bit of a, a bit of a slip up for them? I'd I'd expect that. I think the Ravens will give them some problems for sure. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's kind of it's one of those like the Ravens probably need the win a little bit more than the Chargers do. Like obviously mm-hmm. the Chargers. I almost think like home field advantage doesn't really mean much for the Chargers. As said weird this as before, yeah. As yeah. weird as a thing that is to like hear, because you know most teams would you know rip your arm off for the the chance at home field. But 
as we've seen with so many teams going to LA, like it's usually a 50-50 split at best for the Chargers when they play at home. Um, so, yeah, I kind of almost feel like they kind of like that underdog on the road kind of role that they've they've had to play a little bit at the minute but um yeah I like the the one team I'm sort of keeping an eye on is the Texans. I know we obviously mm, have yeah. like the tiebreaker over them um I believe depending on I think it depends on who we lose to if we lose into the last if we lose one of the last two games mm-hmm. and it all comes down to some crazy like strength of victory yeah uh, tiebreakers and stuff ryan might be able to correct me on this i don't know no i think but, you're absolutely um, right that's like the fourth or fifth criteria though it's it's down the line yeah yeah um so uh, there's certainly a, a couple of teams still in it you, you would think the patriots are out of it now after losing because even if we don't win our last two games you would expect one of the charges or the texans to to not slip up at this point yeah so yeah you'd, you'd say it's probably down to us the, the to us three for yeah. that for the number one seed right now it does seem as though the charges and the texans have just snuck up on us doesn't it we've always been looking back at the, the patriots as being like you know the ones that we were looking over our shoulders at but the charges the texans just been going about their own business in a, a very quiet way would you agree right I, I would you know and the thing is that we all see the talent that the Chargers have, but they've had this tendency over the years to charger themselves, to put it <laughs> bluntly. You know, yeah. they can get on a run, but this is and this upcoming game is exactly the kind of thing where they would put up a, a performance that was offensively exacting against a defense that they they understood how to exploit and were able to do that. And now they're going to come up much like the the Chiefs are going to face in Seattle. Uh, a running offense, one that can hurt them physically, one that mm. plays good defense. Um, obviously, the, the Ravens are a defensive force, and I think that particularly gives kind of a, a gravitas to the way they walk in uh, and, and have the will to exert their will on the Chargers. And for some reason, I mean, call me cynical, but I just don't see them holding up. Yeah. Well, the Chargers holding up. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Don't, I don't think I, force to force they can handle it. I, I think we saw that that Ravens defense uh, against Mahomes was was very much a, a pass rush heavy, wasn't it? It was blitz, 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 and it didn't give uh, the the quarterback any time to to make any decisions. So, and I think with Philip Rivers, he he doesn't handle that pressure very well, does he? Um, he's a good he's a good player, good quarterback, but you saw with the Chiefs at the beginning of that first game, uh, that first half. The Chiefs were getting to him and, and rattling him a little bit, and it caused the two interceptions, didn't it? Do you, can you see the Ravens bringing that all game and then really crushing the the, the Chargers? I certainly think so, uh, because for them they're much steadier against the run than yeah. we are um, interior on the interior. So I think they can probably afford to bring a little bit more pressure, and especially I'm not entirely sure on the status of Melvin Gordon. Um, at this this point in time, but if obviously they're missing Gordon and Eckler again, you, you know you'd think it'll be tough sledding for them again against that defense for sure. Yeah, well, I've just noticed there the the Charge Ravens game is on the well, it's it's Saturday night, isn't it for us? Yeah, 
sure that is. Yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. potentially. I and lose then... track. There's so many games on different days at this point yeah. in the season. I literally have no idea when well, it, when anyone's playing anymore. It's, well, for the UK viewers, it's... Um, I think we'll all be up watching this. It's one twenty in the morning on the Sunday morning. So yeah, it's it's gone into the Saturday night, really, isn't it for uh, for, the, for the US fans? Um, and then yeah, the hours is the the very next time. So we might have two late nights watching two games there. instead of just watching the Chiefs Seahawks. It might just be uh, we all uh, we all sit glued, praying for the Ravens to actually beat the Chargers on this one. Um, but uh, let's have a look. We've uh, yeah, we 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 basically brushed a little bit on the uh, on the Seattle game. Um, the running game is something that we're definitely going to have to look into and, and watch, and it's something that we've always struggled with this season. Um, but is that the only thing we, that we've been struggling with, Ryan, or is it something <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> or is it the defensive backs? Maybe <laughs> it's, it's it's a very kind British way to put it. Uh, yeah, is there anything they haven't struggled with? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the D line's been great. I think. Sure, they they've been getting pressure very very well, and yeah. you see now that that Chris Jones actually leads the team in sacks. Like he said in training camp, I was there the day he said it, and he made me laugh at the time. But yeah. now to see him do it, I mean, that's uh, and it's a shame that he was kind of snubbed for the Pro Bowl because he really has yeah. earned that. And when you see, especially media types. Uh, NFL Network, ESPN, that that claim that this Chiefs defense can't do anything. Uh, they're absolutely wrong because the pass rush has been effective this season consistently. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be able to do that again, especially against these interior weak guards uh, that the Seahawks are going to trot out there. But the question is going to be, all those plays lead to a quarterback in Russell Wilson that can scramble as well. Uh, he's not as dynamic as, as Pat Mahomes, but he's still a dynamic force. He's got a good arm. This is a defense that can be exploited deep, especially if Eric Berry's not able to play the entire game, which I'm I'm really interested to see what his snap count comes out against uh, these Seahawks. But yeah, if they can continue to get that pressure, that's going to feed into the rest of the game. They just have to do it in a way, and in my personal preference, in a way that comes out of the base defense. Because if they're going to line up in a four-man front, they're asking those linebackers to do too much against this running game of the Seahawks. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think uh, Andy Reid said that Barry is expected to increase playing time. How, is that an extra snap? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. How, how much is an increased playing time? I don't know. Um, it could be something where they might spread it out. I don't know. Or they might put him front load him in the first half again like they did last time. But um, what, what do you think, uh, Dave? What do, you, do you think Barry's going to get more kind of looking throughout the game so we actually have him fresh towards the end of the game as well so we don't have a repeat against the Chargers? Um. I I feel like it might be one of those that it will potentially depend on how the game goes, maybe mm. a little bit, because I think at least with the Chargers game, you always knew you had that game in your back pocket. Yeah. Whereas now you kind of go into the Seahawks game knowing that you have to win it. Yeah. Otherwise you suddenly can drop from the one seed, you know, not to the two or three seed, but all the way down to the five seed and you know it's not only that the fact that you lose a first round bye there, you then suddenly to get to the Super Bowl, you have to win three games on the yeah. road. Realistically, to have any chance of competing in a Super Bowl, and that's you know increasingly difficult to do, and especially with the defense we have, 
you you know it, I think it'd be a miracle um, for us to win three games on the road um, yeah. in the playoffs against better teams as you, like you see on the road this year like two of the losses have come um, where the defense has just collapsed basically so yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't be confident in that situation so I, I certainly think while they're not going to run him into the ground I certainly think they will play it by ear based on potentially how the game sort of trending edging into sort of like the third quarter beginning of the fourth quarter maybe yeah so uh how does uh, how does bob sutton scheme for this ryan does he uh <laughs> does he does he go with his very soft coverage or does he does he does he Let's take see. note of the, of the of the screaming fans basically the real question is Time does note. bob learn anything does bob change anything <laughs> no Bob no. will throw a few blitzes at him. I, I, my guess is he's going to come out pretty strong in the first series. He's going to throw a few blitzes at him. Then he's going to sit back and play his soft-type coverage late in the game and allow them to basically do what they did last week, uh, and that is come back on them. Because Bob, Bob, this whole staff all together, this is going to be their big test because they've never gone in their tenure in Kansas City, they've never gone into games with this much at stake in terms of being the best team in the conference. Yeah. Uh, if they can right themselves and break their trend, both Andy's in games, but also in seasons of keeping his foot on the gas, they're going to be all right. Uh, but that mm-hmm. trickles down to Bob as well. And there's a lot of speculation about what's going to happen with Bob after the season. That's all well and good. But right now, you have to get the, the experimental version of Bob Sutton in order to attack what is an offense that used to be one dimensional earlier in the season, the Seahawks without Doug Baldwin. I think he's really the linchpin in their passing game. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they have been not very good in the passing game without him. They got him back last week. You saw some more spark out of that. It's not just load eight guys in the box and stop Chris Carson anymore. You have to be aware of that pass game, especially with Wilson. So there is something to be said about playing that coverage, but I want to see him play aggressive across the board, whether it's the linebackers, the D-line sending blitzes, or playing more man rather than this cover two that we saw them fall apart with last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the the good thing, I suppose, is um, we, we, we could actually be getting Fuller back, and we thought we was going to be out for the rest of the season, possibly the playoffs, didn't we? With a, Was it a fractured wrist he got or something? Um, but according to... The, uh, the injury report update, apparently he's expected to play. Are you surprised by that? Um, yeah, no. Obviously, it's one of those you never really know the full extent. You don't see this, you know, we don't see the scans. We don't yeah. know, obviously, what the medical staff and the physios are looking at. So it's hard to say looking from the outside in. Like, obviously, it was something they were aware of and they kind of... I think if it had been a major thing, I don't think they would have played him in the Chargers game yeah. if they really felt like it could worsen it going forward. So they obviously must have felt comfortable with it at the time to, to do what they did. Yeah. Yeah, we can we can blow injuries all out of proportion sometimes, can't we, I suppose? Well, but, I mean, uh, when you look at how safe they've played it with other guys this year, it would amaze me if all of a sudden they went completely the opposite direction with a different player so especially someone who's as crucial to the defense as Kendall Fuller is you know I think that's the key thing here it's not like you're just losing a guy you're losing your top cornerback 
and you know the the guy that's kind of holding the pass defense together a little bit at the minute prior to Berry coming back. So yeah, yeah it's not a, a small small guy to lose by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, um, I think we've all seen the video now of Berry, haven't we? Screaming at, uh, at Skandrick. Um, leading this, this uh, <laughs> that was hilarious. That wasn't it. I mean, he was, he was, he was enraged. He was really enraged, and and but that raised another question, didn't it? Um, I think Pete Sweeney mentioned it on Twitter today that the it, it's a worry that we've got defensive backs there who are not comfortable in the scheme that's being run. I mean, is that a coaching issue? Do you think, Ryan? I think it's a bit of both. A um, bit of both, the, yeah. The, the legend on Skandrick in particular coming in uh, was that he, he did have a tendency to go off script, to do his own thing. Um, there was some attitude adjustment that needed to be made, according to folks in Dallas. Uh, and that, that plays into it, but it's it's one of two things. It's either blatantly ignoring what the play call is in order to do what you think is best, which if it were just one, and I kind of feel like that's what it was in one case that we saw this last week, um, and it, uh, it's funny that you bring up Eric Berry, ranting at him because I had to show that in my latest video because it just scared me to my core. So, um, But it's also the fact that you have to come back to you have X number of players, especially a guy like Skandrick who's been in the lineup all year long. Uh, you have to be a little bit malleable. I'm not talking about changing your philosophy as a defensive coordinator. But you have to be malleable in order to communicate to your players. And one thing about Sutton that we've seen over the years is he does not bend. You fit into his scheme. He does not change his scheme to fit Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And I wonder in the back if there are some communication issues with understanding what I feel is a fairly complex call and a complex defense, and that may be part of the issue as well. Right. So uh, because Derry's been around a bit and he understands the whole scheme and everything, he's, he's, Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what it's needed, though. And and I know there's been some rumors, loose rumors around uh, possibly bringing DJ back and things like that, but. Is that is that kind of move important to try and get these the, these players to understand the scheme a bit better? If you bring in back a veteran, I just think as a coach you have to be more flexible than that. Like yeah. you have to be able to, especially in the NFL. You know, this is the NFL we're talking about. This is the pinnacle of the sport in the world. And as a coach, uh, you know, I feel like you have to be flexible. You know, look at what Andy Reid does in terms of scheming the offense to fit around the guys that he has available to him. You know, just look at the difference in the offense this year and last year, just based on who's playing quarterback. And you can immediately see the difference and what he's tried to do to make Patrick Mahomes feel more comfortable with running more, you know, spread and empty sets and, and things like that, basically to get him, you know, sort of ease the adjustment to becoming a full-time starting quarterback in the NFL mm-hmm. and I just think like Ryan touched on it before like you know a guy like Berry goes down last year and he basically tried to make Eric Murray Eric Berry despite yeah. the fact that as much as I liked Eric Murray at the time last year um, it was clearly never going to happen because he isn't the same player and it's like what you tried to do with Dan Sorensen at times where it was just kind of like that that's not why he was successful previously in this defense, but some guy's gone down, so I'm going to make this guy who's not the same player and can't do the same things try and do the same thing, and it it just doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think DJ will come back then, Ryan? 
Would you be happy if he came back? You know, it's funny because this team's been searching for inside linebacker play all season. Mm-hmm. And what we know about Derek is that aside from Antonio Gates, because he makes everyone look silly despite being, you know, offensive lineman size these days. <laughs> um, despite him, you see DJ against the run. He knows where to be. Uh, you don't see the hesitation that you see from these linebackers who are supposed to be upgrades. Uh, yeah. That, again, takes me back to scheme, but he, like Barry, has the experience in the scheme. So I don't have a problem with it. I don't think they're comfortable playing Neiman. I think we've seen that. So carrying yeah. him to the postseason I don't think is is much of an advantage if you do get hurt. He's clearly not a guy that you wanted in there because the other three have, have dominated the playtime. So I have no problem with them bringing him back. I know, uh, and we heard this week, that, that Andy has already offered him a job coaching. And mm-hmm. Derek has turned that down because he feels like he has something more in the tank. Quite honestly, he's been off for going on, what, eight weeks now. So I think he's rested. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't have any problem with it. Good, good, good. Uh, well, we've we've spoke about the defense quite a bit there. Uh, briefly, on the, the offense, we, we know it's good. We know it's brilliant. We've always we've spoken about this every week since the season started. But uh, how important and how crucial is it getting Watkins back? Because he's kind of divided opinion a little bit in the Chiefs' kingdom, isn't he, with... Uh, a lot of people saying the the contract's too high. Um, it, has, it hasn't really given much playing time. But do you feel that when he's actually on the field, he he makes it a bit a bit more balanced? Would you say? I yeah, I think we've really missed it. I think the, the games against the Ravens and the the Chargers, we've really missed having Watkins there. Mm-hmm. Um, there just isn't a guy like him at that receiver spot. Um, who can do the same things that he does. You know, Chris Conley is a a good um, possession receiver. You know, Demarcus Robinson is a guy that will stretch the field for you. And obviously, you've seen, we know what Tyreek Hill can do in terms of, you can pretty much put him anywhere. And he, he will make plays, but Watkins is that guy that's just, he's... An excellent route runner. He can get separation. He's quick. He he can do all of that, and he takes the pressure off other guys. And he is that like, yeah, he's not putting up insane numbers, but you don't need to put him up. You need you know need to have him putting up insane numbers. You've got Tyreek Hill putting insane numbers up. You've got Travis Kelsey putting yeah you know p- potentially the best the st- statistical season by a tight end ever up. Um, you know, there's only so many yards to go around in an offense, even when Mahomes is thrown for as many yards as he is. But yeah. I just think the offense just operates so much more efficiently and so much more smoothly when Watkins is on the field, even if he isn't putting up superstar numbers. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I'll tell you to me, what we've seen with him out, especially when they go up against defenses that are getting pressure on Mahomes, when you see the flushes, you look at the other receivers, when he can't get to Hill, when he, he has to go down to a, a second or a third read, you see most of the time these passes that he completes, including that no-look hilarity that he did, these oh, are on really? crossing routes, more or less, coming across the field from the other side. The thing about Sammy Watkins is not only can he win his route and get separation, but he can do it on the short side of the hash marks, which gives Mahomes two different number one options, in my opinion. Uh, and when he gets in trouble, it's not so much trying to scan the field downfield for those guys crossing so much, which is a more difficult throw. Sammy Watkins works back to him. He he does the little things that help the offense continue to move. 
It's funny you should say that actually, because in the last game, Mahomes did seem as though he was holding up the ball a bit longer than what he normally would when Watkins was was, was playing. Were you reading my notes? I don't know. <laughs> Literally <laughs> says in my notes, he's not getting the ball out fast enough. They need to develop quicker routes on the guy who is across from Hill. My God, have I got the same take as Ryan? That's crazy. Wow. It's, he's rubbing off on you finally. Uh, I'm it's only learning. taken like <laughs> three years, but you're finally getting there. Finally cracking it. But it's just It just felt like that, didn't it? It felt a little bit like, Come on, release it, get rid of it. Um, but nothing was really opening up. So and I think you're right. I think I think Watkins is that kind of player who he he is a good escape option as well as as well as what Kelsey is. If you know if Hill's not open, but um, I I also like Robinson. I think he gives a lot of escape I, options for Mahomes. I just think he's kind of one-dimensional. Robinson, as, yeah, as a yeah. as a receiver, um, yeah, like yeah, I think him and Obviously, Mahomes seem to have a, a decent chemistry and get on on get on well. But yeah, he's nowhere close to being the, the complete receiver that <laughs> yeah. Watkins is. But yeah, I, I get what you mean. But yeah, it, it's like I say, the difference is night and day when you know when the two are on the field. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other player that we may get back and it could strengthen. Well, it will strengthen the running backs. Is uh, is where Spencer Ware. Uh, he could be coming back after his, after his hamstring injury. Now, does this cause a bit more of a problem? Because I think the Williams—I was going to call them the Williams brothers. Then uh, the, <laughs> the two Williams have been doing all right, and they've they've looked a lot better than what I'd, I'd previously seen them as, especially in that Chargers game. Uh, do you do you now go straight back in with Ware, or do you do you ease him back in as well? Do you think, Ryan? You know, for me, I, I make it a three-way split. I yeah. personally um, see a lot of upside in Daryl Williams. I want to see him get the ball mm. more. Yeah, he did look good. Yeah. I, I thought, especially catching the ball, you saw what he's able to do. Um, at LSU, he ran between the tackles very, very well uh, with power, and he's got that nice mixture. Uh, I don't think they're utilizing him enough. Um, but Spencer, his experience trumps all, really, in, both in protection, running inside, uh, being able to get in the pass game. So you can't you can't just say, hey, we're going to let you rest. But I'd like to see you know a platoon, a, a per-series kind of split where all three of them see the field. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I, I'm with Ryan. I'd definitely like to see a, a more of Darrell Williams. He was kind of – when he came out of college, you know, he's – a guy that's been stuck behind two insanely good running backs. Um, yeah. And, you know, coming into the NFL, obviously undrafted free agent, kind of then gets stuck behind a running back duo of, you know, uh, Kareem Hunt and Spencer Ware. You've you got to say about the guy, he's not afraid of a bit of competition. So, yeah, um, yeah no, I, I, he's always impressed. Um in the little chunks that I've seen, and um, yeah, I, I definitely would like to see see more of him going forward. Yeah, I think we all would as well. Actually, we've seen his highlights and everything, haven't we? But uh, but yeah, I think I think it's going to be beneficial if if Ware does come back. I think even even if he does sit out this one, I think the Williams the Williams brothers um, will will do a good enough job. I think, uh, especially against the uh, the Seahawks. Uh, is there any particular matchups do you think the Chiefs could exploit in this in this in this game? Do you think, Ryan? Any particular ones that you think? Yeah, that's a bit of a tasty one. I, I do. I think the guard situation for the offensive line in Seattle is is pretty dismal. 
Uh, yeah. They're not even sure if they can get DJ Fluker back, and, and that's going to be the upgrade for them. So uh, you're looking at Ethan Posick, uh, as far as I understand it, and I think that's it's a really nice matchup for both uh, Alan Bailey as well as if you get Naughty over there in some of the two-man sets. Um, and on the other side, Chris Jones, it really doesn't matter on the matchup. So <laughs> crashing. He throws him around, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, and this is the key. You come out in a five-man front, which I am convinced they have to do more. Uh, and that allows them to come crashing inside, uh, at least the B. And I want to see them see, get some A-gap pressure because that's it's the bread and butter in Seattle, being able to run between the tackles. So uh, that's the key matchup in my mind. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think also, you know, if you can collapse the pocket in on the interior on Wilson, I think that's historically probably where he struggled more. Like, if you pressure him outside and he can escape that's when you sort of can have some trouble with Wilson so yeah I think if you can collapse the the interior of that pocket you can you can cause Wilson some problems too right okay nice insights there lads I like that um what's the predictions for this then go on then Dave what's uh what's the, what's the score for say what should we have predictions for the Seahawks and the Ravens game against the Chargers um I think the Ravens are going to beat the Chargers uh, I think it's going to be twenty four, twenty one Ravens, and really? yeah, uh, and I'm I've got the Chiefs beating the Seahawks because they need to, and I don't think they'll let up this week. And I can see them beating the Seahawks full throttle. Th- yeah, the full throttle the entire way, thirty four, twenty four. Ooh, nice, Ryan. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't disagree, except I'm going to say that there's going to be a little more offense in that first one. I, I see Ravens winning, though, uh, 27-24. And I will say, I think the Chiefs are going to struggle with that run game, and it's going to be pretty tight. I'm saying 24-21 Kansas City. Really? Right. Okay. Well, I, I'm going uh, I'm going definitely Ravens win, and I don't think it's going to be close. I think you guys think it's going to be close, but I don't think it's going to be close. I think the Ravens will win uh, 27-14, something like that. Classic Brad move that. Yeah, right. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, I think the Chiefs. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a point in it. It's gonna give us a Chiefs heart attack again, as they always do. <laughs> um, I think it's gonna be a point in it. Um, it's gonna be like a field goal or something like that. Um, probably something. I don't know. Thirty-nine, thirty-eight. Wow. Along those lines. Yeah. It's a high-scoring game. Yeah, and I, I, I really, I'm not gonna enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I've had enjoy enough of these primetime games. Like, oh, I, don't, I can't be dealing with all this. I, I, I don't know how Patriots fans have dealt with this for however many years. It's like, I liked it I when it's like six o'clock and we can take care of business and no one pays attention to what we're doing. But well, at least we can go to sleep afterwards. I mean, I, after the Chargers game, I was so wired. I was like, I was, I was gutted. I was disappointed. I was wired. Uh, I'd had so much coffee in my system and everything like that. I just thought, you know what? I, I can't go back to sleep now. I can't even have a couple of hours yeah. before I go back to work. Let's see, I'm off work um, on Christmas Eve, so that works quite nicely because I can stay up and watch the game and I don't have to worry about getting up yeah. in the morning. So that that's good. Good, good, good. Um, well, okay, that's that's been great. I've enjoyed that. Uh, it's nice having Ryan on again. Thanks very much, mate, for coming back on. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's, that's always good, mate. It's always good. Um, right, so that's it for this week's podcast. Uh, contact us with your comments about the topics we've discussed on Facebook or on Twitter, which is at KCChiefs underscore UK. And from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. <laughs>